0: Thanks for listening to Pick Your Battles. I'm Kayla
1: and I'm Dana and this is part two of our first roundtable type episode with Janice, Lindsay, Lauren and Ryan um, talking about their journey with pregnancy and infant loss. We really wanted to give this
0: episode the two parts that it deserves because there's so much more to dive into how they grieve, what, you know, what to say, what not to say, like all of the questions. So Mm -hmm. this was definitely one that deserved a two-parter.
1: And I'm very excited for everybody to hear it. So I guess maybe we'll just like jump back to to Janice. What do you hope that people hear from like from this?
2: When I was going through this, a good friend of mine gave me a a magnet that said, uh, life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. And I would say the biggest thing that I would want, you know, other mamas that are experiencing losses or that are waiting for their rainbows to know is to uh, continue to live life in your waiting season. You can become so focused on having that baby and, getting your rainbow that you forget, you know, to enjoy the simple things that you're already blessed with. And I would just say to really embrace that waiting season. There's so much usually growing and learning that happens, uh, in that, you know, so often, uh, your pain has a purpose and you learn a lot during that time. So I would just say, continue to, to dance in the rain. And I know it's difficult because there's no guarantee that a rainbow, Will ever appear. I I certainly felt that way for a long time. But I would just say to embrace that, uh, embrace that uncertainty, embrace that weight, and realize that you could really grow a lot in the process. And maybe, maybe there's a, maybe I don't want to say there's a reason. I hate when people say that after a loss, you know, everything happens for a reason. I don't want to say that, but I'll just say that maybe there's, a a lesson or something that you can learn about yourself or about, uh, others. I think that suffering losses has made me much more empathetic. It's really opened my eyes to, um, the things that people are going through that people, that nobody talks about, you know, once I started talking about my losses, everybody else started talking to me about their losses. So it just kind of opened my eyes and made me a much more empathetic person and ally for people that are going through pain and losses, uh, as well. So that'd be my advice.
0: Um, I'm really curious because you said you hate it when people say everything happens for a reason. What are other things that you like are like, hey, guys, don't say this to us. Like, because that's one of those things that, yeah, everything happens for a reason. Don't fucking say that to me. Do you know what I just went through? Right. Yeah. What else are other things that people should avoid or things that they can say that maybe they just don't feel or don't know that they can say?
2: um well that is is for sure one because then you feel like well why didn't my baby have to die like what's the reason for that you know mm-hmm. um I would just say if you haven't gone through it there's really no words like you really don't know what to say you know I remember after that happened uh, you know some of my good friends got pregnant and went on to have babies so my first child should be around the age of their children and it was always so awkward on Mother's Day you know they would text me happy mother's day. And it was kind of like, well, should I text her? Because is, is she a mom? You know, she's lost these pregnancies, but is it going to hurt her feelings? You know, right. a lot of times when you suffered a loss, you you don't want people to sweep it under the rug and act like it never happened. Cause you want to honor that life. You want to honor that baby and don't pretend it didn't happen just because they're not here. It's almost like if you ignore it, or if you're uncomfortable with it, it's it kind of hurts more because then mm. it's like you're denying that they ever existed.
0: Yeah. And they did.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. That's yeah. Um a girl that I went to college with. Um, she was on the rowing team with me for for not very long, but you know, in freshman year of college, you're like, oh, let's be Facebook friends, blah, blah, blah. And um, she had um a little boy and he was born one pound one ounce and I was just like I was just I and I'm not like a like pray real hard person and I was so like attached to the story and I was at your house I was like oh my god Mm -hmm. like this girl that we know that we went to college with like just had a one pound baby like I mean tiny little thing and they got to like hold him and I mean unfortunately you know he only lived for five days and I like still thinking about it like I cannot imagine like what that feels like Mm -hmm. and you know and she's I think it feels very therapeutic to post about it and to you know like post all these pictures and you know they're having a visitation for the baby and like all of this and and I like don't know what to say like I feel like I like I want to say you know I don't know what to say. Like, I'm thinking about you. I'm like praying for you guys. Like I'm, I'm trying to help, you know, but it's like, I don't want to ignore it, but I also don't want to say something in like insensitive. And it's just like, Oh, like I I just want to hug her. Yeah. You know? And it's not even someone that I would consider being very close with, Mm -hmm. but when you, when you know, someone doesn't matter how well, like has suffered that loss i mean it just it it is awful it's so so terrible so i think that was also sort of a inspiration like too for this episode of just like like you just never know like life is just so precious and man the human body is a beautiful thing but it's also a son of a bitch son of a bitch yeah (laughs) um Lindsay, any um like last maybe final words for other parents grieving
3: yeah, so I did just want to read off some of the signs of an ectopic pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, ectopic pregnancy is the number one cause for maternal death in the first trimester. Um, it often happens before you have that first doctor's appointment too. And, you know, like I did, I called ahead spotting. They're like, it's probably normal. If any other symptoms happen, then call us. But um, yeah. So if you know the signs, even if a friend is telling you, Hey, I'm having these really weird symptoms, then maybe you can tell them, Hey, you need to go to the hospital. Like right now, <laughs> let's go. So uh, some of the signs of an ectopic um, symptoms can start between four and 12 weeks pregnant. Um, there are actually no identifiable risks in over 50% of women who are identi- who. Um, get diagnosed with an ectopic pregnancy. Some of those risks are like cigarette smoking. Um, If you've had an STI that went um, undiagnosed for a while, anything that can cause scar tissue down there. Um, For me, I was one of the ones that had none of the identifiable risks, Um, it just happened. So another one is Mr. Late Period, vaginal bleeding, positive pregnancy test, Dull abdominal pain, shoulder tip pain, bladder and bowel problems, and collapse. Um, And for me, I think a big tell of it was an ectopic was I knew that my body was pregnant, but my body was not reading that it was pregnant. Um, Now, if that happens to me again, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to advocate for myself and I'm going to go in and get like a blood test or something uh, to make sure um something else that i found really helpful was to make sure that my social media was something that was going to support my mental health right after experiencing loss it's so hard to see the pregnancy announcements for the babies that would be due right around the same time that your baby would be due and all these people that are pregnant and they're enjoying the pregnancy and just i like muted and unfollowed so many pages just because I, I couldn't, I could not look at it. I, it was so bad for me. And, you know, months later than I could, I was in a better spot to be able to see all that. But I would just say, if you're going through something like that, protect yourself, make sure your social media is working for you. Um, and then joining Facebook groups can be a bad thing it's not always a good thing. Right. You get, like I did, those really, like, such sad, devastating stories, and if you're not in a place to be reading stuff like that and be able to separate yourself from it, get it off feed. Hide it. I ended up hiding all of the groups, and then there was one particular group that I kept on there, and I, it doesn't show up on my Facebook feed. If I want to look at the information, I go find the page and then I can read something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something that really, really helped me. And the other thing for me is you always hear about, oh, you're 12 weeks along. Like now you can announce or wait till you're 12 weeks. For me personally, posting right after my rupture happened happened, and having all of the love and support of our most favorite people. I mean, people really supported Jake and I through all of it. I, Jake had to be home. He had to be on FMLA for like a month. Mm. Like I could not, I could not take myself to the bathroom. Like I needed so much help. So we had people brought us food, would go grocery shopping for us, dropped off flowers. Like Jake's friends would come just sit in the driveway with him and talk. Cause you know, he's locked up in the house with me. It was a very heavy time. So yeah. it was so nice to have that and you know I will wait to tell people like with Easton I didn't I we told my parents right away just because I'm getting my blood drawn every 48 hours I needed someone to watch my child and <laughs> <laughs> um but we you know didn't tell people until after we knew placement mainly because I didn't want the questions of oh have you found out yet and people mean well when They say those things, but it's like, dude, I'm already wondering that myself. Like, when I'm ready to tell you, I'll tell you. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah,
3: but yeah, just the 12-week rule is stupid. I announced my pregnancy with Riley at like 23 and a half weeks. Announced my pregnancy with Easton at 10 weeks. Like, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Yeah, just do what feels good for you. I know people that you know they're due next month. They have not posted anything about it. You don't. You don't have to announce it if you don't want to. Right. You don't have to stay quiet just because society says like there's this 12 week rule that you have to follow. Yeah. So that would probably be my biggest piece of advice. I really encourage people to at least have your support system surrounding you, especially if you are, you've gone through a loss before. It's just really healing and it makes you feel a lot less alone. Loss mm-hmm. can be a really lonely thing. And I'm just really thankful for the support of our family and friends through it all.
0: That's awesome. That's
3: and one thing not to say, just to add on to what you guys were talking about before, do not give the person going through loss a timeline of when they you think they should try again. That was told to me multiple times. Oh, wait, 6 months. I'm like, I what if I'm not ready in 6 months? What, right. Like I'm I'm going to do what I feel is right. It's just like the 12 week rule. Do what feels right to you. Right. Yeah. It's your body going through it. It's you and your significant other going through it. Um, don't listen to all the outside noise
1: yeah
0: I also think from your story people can learn to listen to their body like and listen to themselves like if you think something's not right Mm -hmm. just get it checked out because you nobody knows your body better than you and so I think your story is really fascinating that you just picked on up on it like that like totally "Mm, something's not off so I think it's important to listen to your body and then if you think it needs to be acted on
1: act on it yeah all right lauren and ryan final thoughts especially for the the daddyos out there yeah my big thing was uh for lauren was always uh don't let others happiness be your sadness um Mm -hmm. or cause your sadness yeah because uh whenever you see a someone else's pregnancy post lauren would always get down but it's like you don't know how hard they've been trying or mm-hmm. what's going on in their lives that has led them to this. So.
4: Like we were supposed to be pregnant right now and have delivered last week with two of my other friends. One had twins and one was just pregnant with one. Yeah, And it was hard because we all knew that we would be delivering in September and that wasn't the case when we had the DNC in February. So that definitely, and like Lindsay said, the Facebook pages can be bad. They sure can be. But they can also be great too. I know Ryan was probably annoyed with my TikTok feed because there's a lot of infertility stuff, but it can be very helpful. I didn't know anything about it's what they call the motherfucker gene. And it's the MTHFR gene. And apparently I have one of those strains. And then with my immune system being out of whack, too, those are the two things that have shown up on the blood work. Otherwise, everything is fine. So you can learn a lot from it. It can be hard to see other people's stories and kind of relate to some things like, Oh, I have this feeling. Is it this? Is it that? But that can also be helpful too, like, and Mm -hmm. tell you what's going on. But yeah, um, I would say just reach out to your friends. A lot of your friends, like I've posted, they've reached out to me. Everybody's there for you. Um, One of the things that I think people have said to us, there's a lot of people from my parents church that they've had a lot of losses. So they tell us about that. The one thing is, it's not your time, or in God's time it will happen. Yes, but not when somebody's going through a loss. Right. It's hard to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, just like with what Janice said too, that is another thing. Just don't say. <laughs> just don't <Yeah>. say anything. <laughs> Be there person need support, but try to keep comments to a minimum. I know it's really hard, but and it's easier said than done too with a lot of things. Hmm. Like, and loss but just try to shut out the outside noises and just like you said do what your body's telling you to do and that's all we can do absolutely
0: yeah so you know it's so funny because obviously ryan and xander are very close (laughs) and we got pregnant with baby number two whoops didn't even mean to Mm -hmm. And I can remember Xander and I had to have a full conversation about when are we going to tell Ryan and Lauren, because we (laughs) felt so like our hearts hurt because we know that you guys have been trying for so long. And here we are. Hey guys,
4: we accidentally got
0: knocked up. And so that was, that was something that we talked back and forth about for a long time. Like we even went to Easton's birthday and we're like do we tell them now no not on his birthday well when are we going to tell you know like we want to tell you guys but we don't want to bring you pain so it's yeah. kind of like what you said Ryan like don't let somebody else's what was it say it again
2: don't let somebody else's happiness bring you sadness
0: yes and so like we want we want to share this happiness with you but we don't want to cause you sadness so that was a struggle for us cuz we wanted you guys to know but we just were like we're such assholes. We're getting
1: knocked up on accident. because Xander wouldn't use a GD condom. I'm an asshole.
3: Hey, I haven't Bye. used one of those in years. Come on.
4: We'll edit that part out. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. No, it is. It's, it's a different kind of happiness, though. I mean, yes, part of me inside breaks down every time. Like, why not me? Yeah. But there's another part of me like, oh, hey, we can spoil this baby. We can love on this baby. Give this baby the love that. We couldn't give our own because we didn't get to have them. Yeah. It's a different kind of happiness and it sucks a lot of times. Ryan doesn't really know because I kind of hide it from him, but there'll be times where I'm laying in bed, just breaking down, crying while he's downstairs, playing his video games, doing whatever he's doing down there, watching football, but it's a, it's a different kind of happiness. And hopefully eventually sometime soon it will come for us again. Absolutely. But there are so many blood works and other tests out there that I had no idea about. And we haven't gotten to the point of IUIs or IVFs, but I know everything up to it. There are so many procedures that you can get done to check and see what's going on. Um, so much blood work that you can get done that I'm like, I didn't even know they tested for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So many supplements, the amount of supplements that I'm on right now. Yeah. And can I'm part of probably- pharmacy. <laughs> I am one moody bitch probably because (laughs) it is a lot of hormones. (laughs) Aren't (laughs) we all? uh, Don't
0: don't shake your head. Yes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It is a lot of supplements. It is costly, but I mean, we're doing all that we can right now to try and give us that happiness that we've been trying to get.
1: And I definitely, I definitely feel bad though, going through it because of like what you have to go through. With the shots every night. Yes, I
4: have to give myself a shot every night, which my timer should be going off soon to give it tonight. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, well, I mean, thank
1: you from the deepest bottom of our hearts for opening up and sharing your story because, yeah. you know, it. I think it'll mean a lot to a lot of people. And even if they haven't, you know, gone through a journey of loss, just understanding what to say to someone or the fact that we don't know what, you know, people's journeys have been. So yeah, we so, so, so appreciate you guys taking your time to do this and, and just, uh, talk to us. Yeah.
0: This was awesome. Lindsay, great idea. Thanks for, thanks for the message. We'll take your two cents. We never (laughs) cash that in. in. I never would have had the guts to do something like this. Yeah. So I think it was, it's awesome. So I'm glad we did.
1: Obviously, if we could have hours and hours of their stories, other people's stories, we a hundred percent would like this in a way doesn't do their journeys justice and probably never could. Right. But hopefully, um, hopefully their stories and their advice um, and their thoughts, like, you know, give help. some
0: comfort. Yeah. 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 And the thing is we, you know, we did this to honor people that have gone through that, but we just did the icing on the cake. There's so much more, like you said earlier in the podcast, there's so much more that we're not even hitting and there's so many different kinds of um like miscarriages and losses that we're not even talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those people, we didn't forget you. Totally. We just don't have hours and hours. Um, But we, we see you and I hope that you, I hope that they felt slash feel seen and heard. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, I would be lying if I said that I wasn't, I would be lying if I said that part of the reason I might not want to try to get pregnant again is to experience that yeah like that scares me more than anything it's
0: terrifying
1: so it was good to hear that especially Janice when she said you know try not to think about the storm but you know dance in the rain yeah I think that hit me and I haven't even experienced it but if down the road i do i think that was a super powerful quote and something to think about um but i don't know i mean mentally like i guess if you have to do it you got to do it yeah you're you you're not given an option it. right but man i don't know that's fucking scary yeah
0: but it also shows the resiliency that that these people these people specifically, but also so many others have like Lauren's taking so many pills right now. And she's giving herself shots every night because she wants that perfect little baby in her arms. And she's willing to do all like she's a phenomenal mother. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a phenomenal mother because from before that baby was even conceived, she's doing
1: all of these things to yeah. get that perfect little baby. Absolutely. And on the flip side of that. I mean, this is like the longest exit of a podcast right, ever, but there's just like, it's <laughs> so a lot, to say. it's a lot to digest. If you have gone through that loss and you're like, I'm done. That's also okay. Yes. If you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't take it. I can't take it. You know, maybe it's not meant to be. If that's how you feel, whatever. That's okay. That's okay. You've. Do whatever you and your partner need to do to be happy, be happy. Totally. So, you know, it's not like, Oh, you had a loss. Well, like, are you going to try or like, you should definitely try. Like your babies would be so cute. And like, like, it's not up to you. Right. So yeah, it's, um, you know, October, I think is a very special month. There's a lot of a lot of awarenesses, but I think this one is definitely one that as moms and parents and women in general should make sure that we're aware of. Yeah, for
0: sure. So. I agree. Is awarenesses a word?
1: I don't know, but I'm going to make it a word. Gotcha. Awareness. Okay. It's a plural.
0: Awarenesses? Awareness
1: eyes. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I like awarenesses. Okay. <laughs> dear webster <laughs> i'm making the sword thank you bye
0: um
1: so that's a battle i'm gonna pick i'm going to call it awarenesses okay and i respect that thank you and just remember <laughs> that it's okay to pick your battles
0: and it's okay if you pick the wrong one